This is Jim Wallace. Let me read to you the verse I read yesterday that got me arrested at the Senate Heart Office Building. It's from Isaiah chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. Woe to you legislators who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. What will you do on the day of reckoning when disaster comes from afar? To whom will you run for help? Where will you leave your riches? This was Thursday, November 30th, when the Senate began to vote on the tax bill, a Republican tax bill. We were faith leaders, 12 of us who were arrested, with 100 there in support, to say that this tax bill cuts taxes for the richest people in the country, for our large corporations, creating a huge deficit, blowing a hole in the debt that will be paid for, ultimately reducing a deficit by cutting programs to the poor, like food, health, Medicaid, Medicare, education, housing. They're cutting taxes for the rich and paying for it on the backs of the poor and vulnerable and their families. That's what their logic is. And to that immoral logic, faith leaders brought yesterday, a biblical logic. Now, we as faith leaders have lobbied against this bill. We've talked to senators. We have made statements. We have had press conferences. Our people have called all over the country. But finally, in the end, when you've done all that you can possibly do, it's time to do nonviolent, prayerful, civil disobedience. And what we did was very simple. We took our Bibles to the Senate and just began to read from Scripture. We named this tax bill for what it would do, and then said, the Bible, the God of the poor, the Word of God, speaks against what this bill would now do. And so we spoke, one after the other, simply reading Bible verses. And we were arrested while reading our Bibles. We began the day by gathering at Sojourners, which is just a short walk from the Capitol. We did preparation, training, a prayer, getting ready for this act of prayerful, faithful, Bible-based civil disobedience at the Senate. Then we walked to the Hart Office Building, through security into the atrium, beautiful place, very stately very symbolic of the power of the Senate. We gathered in a line with our Bibles in our hands, about a hundred supporters. When we raised our eyes, we saw hundreds of more people watching staff, perhaps some members of the Senate, on, by the railings on all of the floors of their office, looking down, watching what was happening as we began to read our Bibles. And the Reverend Dr. Barbara William Skinner told all the witnesses that there are 2,000 verses in the Bible about the poor. There are over 2,000 verses of scriptures on God's preferential concern for the poor. 
the most uh, often quoted one among them, I will read to you from the book of Matthew. While Barbara is reading hungry, Matthew 25, over her voice comes the voice thirsty, of the police officer. And those of us who had made the decision to risk arrest at the Senate by reading our Bibles were commissioned by a minister and prayed for with a sackcloth sash placed around our necks and over our robes. Sackcloth is a biblical sign of penitence, uh, repentance, also a sign of suffering, the suffering that this tax bill will cost. And this is a landmark bill. It is a milestone bill. It'll change the entire shape of the safety net. It'll signal government no longer cares. And the sackcloth visually showed the suffering of the families who will be impacted by this bill. This bill is an assault on the poor. We all bear responsibility for such legislation. And the Old Testament prophets always said that rulers and societies are responsible for how they treat the poorest and most vulnerable. That's the test. That's the biblical test for governance. There are hundreds of of people of faith there, many other pastors, bishops, pastors there to support us. They're all holding signs with biblical text on the signs. So scripture was being lifted up from those who are reading and those who are supporting us by lifting up Bible verses in the Heart Office building. As we continued to read our scriptures, police officers would shout over us with more warnings. After the third warning came, the police began to arrest us. But we continued to read the Bible and to pray even while we're being arrested. So we were literally arrested while reading our Bibles. Now, if you listen carefully, you can hear the words of Scripture and prayer and the clicking of handcuffs as we were forced to put our hands behind our back and were shackled. May your presence powerfully keep us and give us strength. Oh God, we serve you and we stand in this place that the judgment of your righteousness and peace might be upon this place. Hearing the words of Scripture and the shackles of handcuffs together was a very powerful thing for me. And even as people were arrested and led away, they continued. To offer their prayers. Great is your power and great is to be praised. Oh God, I pray to all peace, all peace, all authority. So when there was only Barbara Williams Skinner was left, and while she's reading, someone came out of the crowd. He came and stood next to Barbara, and he began to recite from memory the prayer of Mary, her Magnificat, which we will read during this holiday season where she says, He has put down the mighty from their thrones, exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. So after he was done, they arrested him too.
We had been 11 until he joined us, and now we were 12, 12 disciples of Jesus. We were all led outside. Most were praying as they were taken away, and they had police wagons outside. They put the women in one, men in the other. In the wagons, we began to have church, Bible reading, prayer, a little preaching, and we heard the women doing the same thing. So church continued in the wagons. Then we're taken to, to the police station, taken out of the wagons, marched in a jail, and put together again. And church continued inside the jail. We, we were all there together and, uh, and began to share our reflections. Um, in that circle, we had an AME bishop, Darren Moore, said, My mother always said, I've raised four boys in one of the toughest parts of New York. They've all graduated, and not one of them has ever been arrested. I'm going to have to call my mom and say, Mom, you can't say that anymore. We were kept in the holding cell for several hours, processed, uh, fingerprinted, fined, and finally released several hours later. But you don't have to be arrested to stand up and say, a bill like this is wrong. In fact, we called our constituency at Sojourners all over the country to go to their Senate offices in these days when they're voting on this bill and to make it clear that, that, that for those of us who are people of faith who try and read the Bible, not just thump our Bibles, but read our Bibles, the Bible is very clear about how we should treat the poor. And the senators need to hear what the Bible says because 91% of them say they're Christians. And people of faith have to lift up their voices. This is not a partisan issue. This isn't political. This is, this is biblical. This is a faith matter. We testify that the Bible says you can't do to the poor what this bill is about to do. After each of us read our scriptures and were arrested, we put our Bibles down on this banner which quoted Isaiah. After we were all taken away, Jim Rice, the editor of Sojourner's Magazine, went to the police captain and said, could we just take all these Bibles away with us? And the captain looked at Jim and said, no, they're evidence of a crime being committed. And Jim smiled at him and said, yes, they are. And the captain smiled back and said, indeed. I'm gonna make